The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network, found in cyberspace at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of the Ranger Experience. My name is Christian Ingram. I am your host. Join with my co-host of Power Rangers in Cyberspace today for a very special episode. Sean Fritz. That's me. I'm here. Yeah, I've made it to the big time. Hooray. <laughs> and Christian asked me to join him because we are joined by a very special guest. You might know him as the last original Red Ranger or one of the kids, because I don't have IMDB up right now, one of the kids from Three Ninjas, the third one. And the, uh, what was that called? Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. That is a wordy title. That is uh, a name. Or, or the Sensei or Power Rangers Zeo, Zeo Quest, Sinners, Saints, where he played Soldier, very on the nose. The one and only Big Bang, Mike Olasky. What's up, guys? It's uh, my, my pleasure to be here. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. How are, how are you doing during this um, whole COVID-19 crisis? You know, everything's, uh, everything's crazy and on lockdown, you know, all comic cons are canceled. Um, obviously, you know, I own martial arts schools, so we've transferred everything to an all kind of virtual platform. So apparently I'm a, I'm a television show producer now and I do a <laughs> Mr. Rogers style martial arts lesson twice a week for all of my kids who are studying at home. It's, uh, Hold it's, on. it's, it's quite Hold a capture. So are there like finger puppets or wrestling action figures where you're like, all right, I'm just going to do this. This guy's going to do a, like a, a big boot kick to the face, or you're going to sweep the leg like this. And you just, Psh. now, now they're going to be, I'm, I'm doing sock puppets later on this week. It's going to be like princess pile drive and, and, and king <laughs> kicks, you know, that's one. Hell oh my of a goodness. Name. That, that's a t-shirt for your, uh, for, um, for OMA Academy, OMA Ranger Stop Academy. Doing Princess Pile Drive and <laughs> King Kicks. Oh, that would oh, be Oh, man, that could be, t- that's, that's, wow, there's 18 different ways you can splinter that off right now. Absolutely, and we're proud of it. I, I mean, there you go. So uh, let's get the real basics out of the way, Mike. Uh, we don't want to dwell on the old stuff, the old stuff meaning, uh, you know, the Power Rangers, the Three Ninjas stuff too much, but... Real quick, I don't know if you've been asked this before, but so you're you're play young Rocky, the Red Ranger. When you went back to school, what did all the kids think of you? Did your social status go from here to up here, like off the screen because you were on Power Rangers? Or was it just, oh, it's Mike, he's back from wherever? Yeah, I mean, it, what, what it comes down to is that I don't think that people quite understand that the idea of fame doesn't really answer the questions that are asked of it. Um, (laughs) I feel like a lot of people want to be famous because they want to be known, but really a lot of the time fame tends to, um, for lack of a better term, hold a mirror up to other people's um, non-accomplishments. So while it would seem that I I I would come back and be the most popular kid in school after Power Rangers, really, it was mostly a, a, a bit of bullying and a bit of being made fun of um, for having been on a television show. But I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that when Power Rangers was happening, I was like mid-middle school. And um, and obviously the, the, the target demographic for that is anywhere from like 6 to 11 years old. So maybe if I were in elementary school, then like at that time, kids would have been like, wow, that's super awesome. But... In middle school, they pretty much just found ways to make fun of me for it, honestly. That's wild. I would assume you'd yeah. be super popular. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I just didn't understand the social dynamics of being popular and how to, I don't how understand to parlay that, this that age. in the way I'm, that I did. I'm almost but, 37 years old, and I don't understand it. <laughs> there so you go, right? So, um, so yeah, and, and maybe I just didn't leverage it as, as well as I could have. But, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't really a... Uh, there weren't the ladies lining up for me to take them to midsummer prom um, to go to the prom with the Power Ranger, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, they missed out. 
Yeah. I know. Well, especially now. I mean, when you look back at it now, it has such like a nostalgic boom to it that um, I do. I get a lot of people from school that I went with that was like, oh, you're the Power Ranger. It's like, yeah, you're the jackass that made fun of me. (laughs) Isn't it always that way? Sweet. Thanks for IMing me. I'll never talk to you again. (laughs) That that has to be a rewarding message to send when someone messages you like from middle school that bullied you. You're like, yeah, I am. F you. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And then especially with like the um, the, the credentials outside of, of Power Rangers, that tends to really help. I mean, Power Rangers was great. It's a huge part of my life. But, um, you know, there's been so many other things that I've actually done that, you know, I think I think if you are proud of your life and you're actually accomplishing things and pushing your limits on a day to day basis, um, though it may seem like it might be fun to be like, ha ha ha. It's actually not anymore. Like, it just doesn't matter to me. Um, I, you, you'll think those things in the back of your head. Like if I'm in bed with my wife on my phone and I look over and I was like, Hey, this guy was a jackass to me in high school. And then I just never think about it again. <laughs> it's nice to tuck those things away. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it's high school, uh, high school, middle school. It's like everything to us when we're there. But then later on, we realized that it wasn't even real life. It was like this weird fictional point in our life and we barely even think about it now that we're adults yeah so in speaking of tucking things away um let's tuck that away let's move forward um if that's unless you want to yes let's snake let's let's do the worm this is your interview not mine so christian mentioned corona activities he tells me that you do tiktok dude his tiktoks are fire oh okay (laughs) two things christian you are legally an adult don't say shit like f- they're fire anymore. Uh, I disagree, Christian. Keep going. Yeah, see? And, and, and secondly, what is a grown man, a married grown man, doing making TikTok stuff? You would be surprised um, how many people do TikToks. Yeah, yeah. I think society. I think before you judge, you need to actually look at my TikToks and how I use it. And you'll find that they are more witty than just me lip syncing in the mirror to some Kesha song. Um, I think you would have, you would actually have to just do a little re- research and, uh, and look in at those, that the, at those TikToks and you're like, oh man, he's actually making jokes. Like, sure. He's lip syncing, but there's a joke there and it provides political commentary and interesting witty rap Um, I'm, I'm sort of melding the platform into my own, my own personal humor and my own personal tastes. Um, what I really like about TikTok is growing up a theater kid um, is that it gives you, if, in, in order for you to actually um, gain a following, be interesting, for people to see your stuff, you actually have to create content that people want to see. Um, as much as I love Instagram and it's super popular right now, Instagram, I mean, all you have to do is be a good looking girl and hike, and hike your shorts up your butt and guess what, you have a million followers. Um, whereas TikTok, you actually have to do something that interests people. And we can have varying degrees of a conversation of what interesting is, but you're not going to go through that platform and be successful at it unless you're actually creating something that people want to see. And that's what I really like about it. You know, there's Power Rangers on TikTok who have like, who have like oh, 500 followers and they have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And that's because there is just not the platform for them. Um, you know, and I'm as of right now, I'm the second most popular power ranger on TikTok under JDF, which is insane. So I don't know. I I would say it, it to answer your question more succinctly. What I would say is go look at my TikTok stream. And if you don't laugh, then I'll, then I will respect that criticism. I laugh every single time. I think my favorite <laughs> one was the one where you had the big head and the nunchucks. Yeah. And you're like, it's a chopper. I was like, I watched that like a good 10 times in a row and it had me laughing every single time. And that's how kids do nunchucks, man. Mm-hmm. That's why it's funny. Did so, you say nunchucks like properly or did you call them nunchucks like kids call them? Me or him? I, I, I know probably I me because I probably messed it in up. In the video. No, no, I meant in the video. 
No, he didn't say oh, anything yeah. in the video. It was just the, oh. the the music. He had the big head, and it, I think the caption was how kids uh, use their socks or so- something along that line, right? Yeah, yeah. How kid how kids use their socks as nunchucks, mm-hmm. and it was pretty much on par, right? Oh, yeah, hundred um, so percent. There's there's a wittiness to it if you use it correctly. Now, Shaw, to your to your defense, there are a lot of people who do get on TikTok and just sing a song. And to me, I personally find that boring as well. So I would understand that criticism. Um, there's a, there's also there people. Of, yeah, well, especially teenagers, right? Um, because they they haven't they haven't really filled out their um, creative juices yet. They don't know who they are, literally, let alone know who creatively they are. Um, but you can find there are some great creators on TikTok that, even though it's it's a platform built around lip syncing, they have some funny insight and it's hilarious and fun to watch there's also people that sit in their computer chair and hold the phone down at their feet and just sit there and move their face to a stupid song and i'm looking i'm looking right beside me right there at that you guy. know i'm not great at tiktok i just started doing it and i've made like maybe five and two of them are private because i send them to my friends and i'm like yeah nobody else can see these you have to text them to me and i'm like i, I see it just says TikTok in the corner, and I just say no. You know what? Um, and there are there are Instagram creators who sell only fan sites with exclusive mm-hmm. pictures of their feet. Right? They're everywhere. Ooh, <laughs> the world is an interesting place. <laughs> it sure. Say the least. Glad to be part of it. Yeah. So speaking of that, there's some interesting people in the world too. Uh, one of which is um, let's call it let's call him your rival right now. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know exactly where I'm going. So is there any, is there any heat between you and Blake Foster? Um, I, I think, I think it really just depends on, um, on what somebody personally defines as heat. Like I know Blake Foster really well. We're good friends. If I see him tomorrow, it's not like I'm going to say he, you know, be mad at him or anything like that. Um, I think that we're both just really competitive people and we're both very bumptious and we like, and we like to give each other shit. And that's really what it comes down to. And, um, you know, he thinks that he can, uh, he can best me in a battle of fisticuffs in a caged arena. And I think that that's laughably funny and I don't care how big he is. But Um, like you're an actual MMA fighter. Like, you're a scary guy. You could beat somebody's ass. Like I don't think he's ever been scary, inside a cage. Scary, but unassuming. Hmm? Yeah. Well, I think I think Blake. Um, if we're being honest, I mean, we're 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 in talks with a venue called Tough Enough um, for structuring a fight in Las Vegas in January. This is like a real thing. I mean, obviously, COVID depending and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but in, in, in in all actuality, like when you look at things on paper, uh, Blake does have a lot of stuff going for him in this fight. First of all, the heaviest I've ever fought at is 170 pounds. That fight will be at 205. So nice. I will be fighting a full 35 pounds heavier than I've ever fought before. Blake walks around at 230 and would probably be cutting down to 205. So Blake has the size and strength advantage. Um, I do have the experience advantage, um, and that's obviously what I am depending on uh, in this fight. But I've also, I broke my hand in a fight two years ago and have gone through two surgeries and a crap ton of rehab, and I am out of shape and out of my mind right now. Um, that I'm a shadow of the man that I was in that last fight. Um, so Blake has a very good opportunity in this fight to have the strength, the size, uh, the experience at that weight class. The only thing I bring to the table, I think, and this is what I think will edge him out eventually is that I do have the, uh, ability to, you know, burn the ships going to the shore and really commit to a fight and i know what to expect within a fight um in a way that he doesn't blake has had uh sparring matches full contact karate matches and there are a lot of people who do well with that in uh in in mma specifically in the ufc um uh, stephen wonderboy thompson 
is a top contender. He's fantastic at what he does. And he studies and trained the exact same way that Blake did. Um, so to say that Blake doesn't have a chance, um, I think going into the fight would be naive of me. Uh, I'm going to go into this fight, though, expecting to fight Conor McGregor and then be pleasantly surprised when he's not that good. <laughs> I think that's a good way to look at it, though. I know what you're talking about competing, you know, in, in athletics, my, in high school sports myself, um, you know, I wrestled. So it's, you know, yeah, so it, you, there's a, there's similar. a good, a very good, a very good um, straight line between the type of competition mindset that is a wrestler and the, and the MMA fighter. So you probably are one of the more experienced people in understanding what he's getting into. Um, there's a lot of contingency but experience plays a huge factor, which is why I honestly think that this is such an interesting fight in my opinion, because he does have a lot of advantages and I do have a lot of advantages. And you know, when it comes to especially the Power Ranger fandom and how vocal they are and their like or dislike for, uh, for me as a Power Ranger and their like for this and dislike for him as a Power Ranger, I think it's a great fight to just get in there and duke it out and you know, I, we 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 joke pretty consistently um, when we're like, yeah, I can't wait to punch my friend in the face, and that's really what it comes down to. That's the words we use is like, oh, I'm training to punch my friend in the mouth. Mm. So we don't hate each other. We're not mad at each other. We're not getting into this because there's some evil bad beef or whatever. But uh, he's a mm -hmm. jabroni. I'm gonna beat the crap out of him, <laughs> and I'm gonna make him. I'm going to, I'm going to hit him in the head until somebody has to come in and save his life. And then I'll oh. shake his head afterwards. True, true sign of a true sportsman. <laughs> so, <laughs> what you do when you sign on the dotted line, right? So when you whip his ass and he undoubtedly starts crying about it, will you then shift play in his playground? First one's MMA. The second one is, you know, BJJ. The third one is, you know, shit talking. The fourth one is, you know, just being loud in a conference room. The fifth one is, I don't know, you know, five stages of, of hell. What is this wrestling? I mean, could be, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it I mean, depends. I, I'm honestly only thinking about my mindset's only on this fight. This is what we've been working on. Um, what happens afterwards, uh, is really dependent on a lot of factors. I mean, uh, you know, this can be, the uh, biggest mixed martial arts match the tough enough venue has seen outside of uh outside of their their charity event with over fifty thousand people in the in the venues it could be um it also could fizzle out and, and be absolutely nothing and could be doing it in a room just full of power rangers fans um it just I really would, depends I would, that. I would uh i would definitely after I beat him in January, I like um, I'm I like more that. than happy to give him the opportunity to request a rematch. It's up to him, though. Are you going to make him? Uh, are you going to have some sort of condition? Like you have to. I'll, you have. I'll agree to a rematch, but you have to say, Mike, you beat me fair and square in the first one. But <laughs> I would like to invoke my rematch clause, kind sir. You know, one of the great things about the way uh, the MMA rule set is made up of is that they're outside of me actively cheating over something. Um, there's there's not much that somebody can kind of fall back on. You know, in, in boxing, you're a, if you lose a fight, you, you're able to say, oh, man, if I were able to kick, you would have lost. In wrestling, you can, or BJJ competition or wrestling competition, you can say, oh, man, if I were able to punch you in the face, I would win. But MMA, for the most part, outside of the things that are going to permanently injure somebody forever, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't think that I necessarily need some sort of extra layer of, like, of a ferment in me beating him because you know if somebody has to come in like a referee and save his life that's basically what a referee is doing <laughs> right because if a referee doesn't come in and i just keep hitting you in the face you, you die right yes. so a referee comes in and saves your life or you cry uncle and you tap on the mat three times and say you win i don't want it anymore there's nothing there's nothing else right or you just get knocked flat on your 
on your knees and, and you're not awake. Those are the three ways you win an MMA match. So I win any of those three ways. Any of those three ways, it's basically just an affirmant that, you know, he was wrong the whole time and I'm better than him. What's your preferred <laughs> way of winning, though? Um, you know, I, I get that question a lot because I've, I've gotten a lot of uh, MMA fights that have won um, by TKO, KO, and submission. Um, I'm adept at all levels of combat in that sense. I consider myself a true MMA fighter in the sense that my goal when getting into that cage with you is not necessarily to do what I do best. It's to find out what you suck at and make you go there. So it really just depends. Um, Blake, when we get into this fight in January, Blake is going to decide for himself how he's going to lose. Um, if, if he's doing really good standing up, you're going to watch me drag him to the ground like an alligator and do a death roll and, you know, until he's wheezing and crying for his mom. Um, if he's able to hold his own in the ground because of his size, then I'm going to, I'm going to knock him out with a shin or a knuckle. It just really depends. He gets to choose how he's going to lose. I'm not particularly partial to it. As long as my hands raised at the end, I don't care. I think that's a really good way to look at it. It's like, all right, you pick your poison. Yeah, well, right. you exploit well, and, their weaknesses. And uh, Shaw, having experience as uh, as a wrestler, um, he knows that a wrestler who wins consistently doesn't necessarily go in there and play his uh, game plan. What he does is he puts the other wrestler in a position where they have to choose between route A, which sucks, and route B which sucks. And that's what I'm going to do with, with Blake is just, he thinks he's going to have a choice, but really both of his choices ending in him losing. Yeah. You, you exploit their weaknesses. You exactly. size them up before you even start. You're like, all right, he's tall. He's wide. He's slow. He's not going to be able to get down as low as I can. So you hit a low leg single, you take him down, you Smack oh yeah, around. and it doesn't matter how how big you are. Um, being able to to keep that distance from somebody, especially in a caged arena where there are no defaults for like running out of the ring or anything like that, mm -hmm. um, it's a very hard thing to do. And I don't think he understands that either. I think that he's expecting that I won't be able to take him down because of his size. But mm -hmm. you know what, dude? He's well, a big dude, and that 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 size that muscle uh that takes a lot of oxygen <laughs> mm -hmm. takes a lot of oxygen to power somebody that big and uh my goal is pretty much to to smother him um and uh and by the time third round comes along kid's not even going to be able to keep his hands up and then one swift shin to the teeth and if he he'll he'll pretend to be knocked out in order to get out of the fight probably won't even be knocked out he just he'll lay and close his eyes and just pretend yeah he'll be and like i'm we, done i can't do this no more yeah. if we've learned anything from power rangers turbo his acting is video <laughs> 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 uh yeah he'll do it with one eye open or something it'll be hilarious hey christian programming note good news yes our video our our, our meeting has been upgraded and um, we're not going to have to do this in multiple parts. Hooray. I saw it. I just Hooray. gave you a notification. Thank you. There you go. Your Razor Ramon fingers are back. Yay. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, we talked about Razor Ramon and Edward Scissorhands and Freddy Krueger before yeah, we started. Yeah, there were a lot of Razor Hands going on, wasn't there? Yeah. Well, I'm not scared of Christian. That's why. <laughs> you should be. Are you guys going to be Blake and I's undercard? Is that what's happening? Uh, I I'll, he'll talk my ears to death. I'll, I'll start I, bleeding. I mean, I don't know about fighting, but if you need a commentary team. Yeah, we could yeah. do a commentary track. <laughs> we would not talk good. about your, we wouldn't even talk about this. And I'll be like, well, Blake sucked at acting in Turbo. Christian, that was your least favorite team, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it was great. You know, the, best season of all time, right? Uh, I don't know. The, stuff, the parody season stuff. of Sentai. You guys, you guys, are you guys Uber Power Ranger fans? Or are you kind of like, uh, yeah, um, I mean, you just you casual fans? He's seen more of the seasons than I have. Uh -huh. I think we've seen a fair amount of the Sentai seasons. Mm -hmm. so I think I've watched cool. every Power Ranger season. But um, another topic I wanted to get into is that you saw the reveal of the new. Wow, Power what a blow him off there, huh? 
Way to blow him off there. I didn't blow anybody off. Yeah, Mike, whatever you were just talking about. I want to change topics. But no, we are Power Rangers fans. Like, we're big Power Rangers fans. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, if you could see my room, it's nothing but Power Rangers. And I do see it. I mean, you're called the Ranger Experience. Yeah. That's the only reason why I ask. Yeah, I think think I'm a bigger Power Ranger fan than Sean. Yeah, I'm just a bigger adult than you are. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, so let's put this in perspective. I'm married, divorced, and I have a child. So I'm more <laughs> of an adult. He's walking, it, he's walking it back now. You realize you're interviewing a Power Ranger and Power Rangers are, fans are going to be watching this. So if you if you cast crap, they're going to call you on it, man. Oh, they don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Dang, Sean's big boy. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care. I get press pass. I get press passes to all the all the events. Thanks to me. Yeah, well, that's another story for another time. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Tangent Town, Sean. Yes, that's true. Um, so th- th- you did a video about you wanted to be the new Red Ranger in the next season, which is a dino themed season. How did that all come about? Like, did you watch the reveal at Toy Fair? Did someone send you that photo of you on the Ryu Soldier uh with the Ryu Soldier suit on? And you were just like, That sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, I've uh, I've officially been in contact with um, the actual uh, the, the casting directors and everything, and and discussing exactly like where they're looking to go and everything like that. Um, I think that uh, I, I just I like the idea of everything coming full circle um, in general. So I, I did throw my hat in and I officially auditioned for the 28th season. Um, it just really depends on the direction uh, that they're that they're looking to go. It's kind of how auditions go, you know. Um, but uh, but the idea did come from just a bunch of fans coming in and it was like, hey, you should you should audition. Um, you know, a lot of the people in the new season are a lot of the characters in the Sentai version of the season are are supposedly older rangers and stuff like that so um they're like you should they 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 kind of threw my hat in for me um and then then i went and contacted um you know my old agents and everything we, we had a discussion um we can't really obviously discuss anything yeah. that was talked to on there but uh but yeah that's kind of like the idea um whether or not it'll happen is, is wholly dependent on the hard thing about adapting a different series to work with in an American one is that you might have all of these great ideas and everything, but they just don't fit in with the footage that you have. You're trying to save money on not shooting again. Uh, so they have a lot of great ideas. Um, and, and I'm excited for what, for, for, for those ideas, but whether or not those things actually kind of pan out, um, is, is, is anybody's guess. Right. Yeah, you can only speculate from here on out. But, I mean, I've seen some this season, and, like, I don't think it would be that hard to put you as the Red Ranger. And I think, like, can you imagine the fans at PMC if your name is called for the Red Ranger? Oh, yeah, they'll lose their minds. Absolutely. And, um, you know, if it, if it happens, it may be. It may not be. Who knows? Um, they may be looking to go in an entirely different direction. But, yeah, the the idea of a, of a Ranger alumni coming back and leading the team in the capacity that um, from what they've sent me of some of the Sentai footage uh, looks like, seems like, seems like a fun adventure. Uh, it, it just, it really depends on, you know, how, how exactly they're looking to adapt and what market they're also looking to appeal to, right? Because Hasbro is at the helm of this and it's a brand new thing for them. They could take the IP wherever they want it. So they may be looking less to dip into the pool of, um of nostalgic ranger fans and more be looking for the idea of pressing forward into new toys and and actors that are perhaps more age appropriate to the people who are going to be new viewers of the show so there's just so much going on um but my 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 auditions are in the mix we are in tux and it could happen the reveal might happen at pmc it might not i mean i can't say anything either way so would you, how hard would you lobby for a Mike Olasky two pack? Young Rocky and Ryu Soldier Red, whatever, uh, or Mighty Morphin Dino, whatever this one is. Um, you know, this new season, Power Rangers Dino, th- something or other. How yeah. hard would you lobby for a Mike Olasky two pack? 
I mean, that would be fun. Why not? I actually, I talked to Hasbro was like, Hey, we should do, uh, we should, we should do like lightning connect collect collections on you one day. Just jokingly, this isn't a serious thing, but they were like, they're like, Oh, one day when we do lightning collection, you'll have to come down to the Burbank thing. And I was like, no, you shouldn't do a lightning co a collection on just the young Rangers. You should do the alien Rangers and sell us as kind of like a, like a side toy, like one of <laughs> like the weapons, like, just like, like a, us, like little a tiny right next to them. <laughs> like that, that would be would fantastic. Be cool. <laughs> ooh, ooh, even better. The You get Big Steve, and then in the back, I don't have any action figures at my desk. No, I sure don't. Damn it. You get a Big Steve, but on the back side, you can pull little Mike out of the back, and then you have a Big <laughs> Steve and, and a little Mike. A little backside, and then you put them side by side. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be great. You know, I might have to model something up like that. Go for it. I mean, that's what that's what I pitched to them, and uh, they laughed about it. But I don't think I don't think that uh, – I think the people really uh, liked the um, our particular brand of Young Rangers. I can't say that everybody liked everybody's Young Rangers, but I do know that they liked ours. Um, and uh, But I, I'm not sure how – how excited they would be about a lightning collection of, of the alien rangers but i think it'd be cool i will tell you that in the chat since we're on youtube right now too uh there is uh, a lot of positive positivity for that and for oh. for mike's hand to be raised instead of blake and <laughs> mike to be in the new season as presumptively a new character that could be cool i mean i mean i, I wouldn't i'd It'd be fun just to just to play that part again, um, to go in and be a Power Ranger after that amount of time. Um, I think a lot of fans would like it. I think I would enjoy it. Um, likely, I think I would. It would probably be more a secondary character than the actual like lead Red Ranger of the team. But uh, you know, they have me. They have me reading for a lot of stuff. And usually, when Power Rangers, and I, I remember this from when I was a kid, when they have you read, they have you read for something that's just entirely has nothing to do with power rangers or it was like you know six seven seasons ago um their goal is to really just check to see if you act you can still act and then once they realize that they can see where they can fit you in but again it really depends there's there's a lot that goes on to it behind the scenes besides just whether or not people want me so yeah so, at the end of the day it's up to them but have you seen any of this you said they've sent you sentai clips have you watched any like full episodes of ryu soldier no, I've seen mainly clips, um, all in Japanese. So I really didn't understand what was going on. Um, my my whole my whole understanding, um, and you feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Like I said, I've only seen uh, seen clips. I love the I love the costumes. I love the knight motif. I love the upgrades in armor. Um, there seems to be some uh, cosmic bad guy from evil long ago that's wearing similar costume stuff to the power rangers and stuff like that um so that could be really cool to play around with especially considering who my character was and then uh but yeah i mean it just really depends on how they write it for america yeah because they're they're still constricted by the the sentai footage which i mean th this season of power Rangers seems to have done a lot better with the sentai footage than the previous seasons so oh, that's good to hear well dino charge the first season first episode of the first season was all unique footage too mm -hmm. so it's it, but it seems like hasbro is doing more unique footage so i mean mm -hmm. it, i feel like they're gonna have more leeway to put you as a character in i know in the first episode of ryu soldier Ugh, don't bring it up maybe they'll have steve as the old red ranger and mike can be the younger one even though they kind of steve kind of looks the same age steve doesn't age right i know what is that, what is that guy taking I think it's the, somebody's uh, found the fountain of youth, or what was that thing that Ra's al Ghul used to bathe in? Can't the Lazarus pit. Yeah, the Lazarus. The Lazarus pit. pit. Thank yeah. you. I, I think it's yeah. the. I think it's the skinny jeans. It's probably it's definitely <laughs> and the scarves. <laughs> oh gosh, he he's gonna be wearing those. Awesome. Yeah, Steve is cool, but um, where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, I, lost I my don't know. Um. No, it would, be cool. it would be cool to see, like, maybe them introduce, like, Ryu Soldier in the new Dino War. Have you seen any footage of, like, that? I don't know. I don't know what I see because I don't speak Japanese. Um, it's I, it's Mighty Morphin and Dino Charge and Dino Super Charge. Uh, Dino, Dino Thunder. 
Thunder, yeah. It's like oh, all no, the Dino teams it. teamed up. So, oh, that's cool. I mean, I don't know if I don't think they're gonna, they're bringing Austin back for that. So I don't think Steve has a part in it. But oh well. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times when I when I talk to Steve, it doesn't feel like Steve that has a, a want to actually go back and, and revisit that too. So um, you know, I mean, Austin. Austin is down for it. Steve seems less so, and I think that's why they consistently pick up uh, pick up Austin over Steve. Who knows? Yeah. So. Yep. Um. You're right there. Yeah. Oh God, I had something in my throat. But um. So how are you training for for all this, Mike? You, you mentioned BJJ and and whatever. So uh, or, or earlier um. Um, and you know your fight with Blake. Um, oh you know, putting them, putting them down and, and all that. And yeah. Um, so, uh, when it comes, when it comes to a, an actual, uh, fight camp, that's not something that I've started yet. Um, like I said, that's all the way out in, uh, January. We typically start fight camps, um, three months out if you are privileged and lucky. Um, as far as, as far as training, uh, to make Blake, Blake cry. Um, I think cry. that, yeah, definitely training to make him cry. Um, I think that there's going to be a, a certain amount of distance training. Um, he has a he has a very strong point karate background, which is a very long style. Um, they like to dart in a lot. They like to extend a lot. Um, so I will probably be working on boxing angles to kind of. Uh, to kind of negate those straight lines that point karate fighters like to fight in. Um, and then of course, closing the distance is going to be paramount for me in general, just because whether it's closing the distance to get in and do dirty boxing or closing the distance, to take him down to the ground and, you know, wrestle him. Um, it, it, it behooves me as the smaller fighter to get in close because you'll have longer limbs than me and trying to hit somebody when their their faces in your, in your chest is, is pretty difficult. So yeah. Donkey um, Kong needs a big windup to to throw those big forearm smashes. Exactly. So um, I'm looking to negate the straight the straight angles when it comes to stand up martial arts, um, and then deal with closing the distance. I mean, once once I'm past his strike range, uh, I don't think that he's going to. He doesn't even have a chance. There's there's no realm. There's no amount of time for him to be able to train um, that's going to give him that kind of experience of, of me just impeding his will the entire time. I know he said he's, he's got, he's got a couple like heavyweight trainers told me it was like, Oh, one of my Brazilian jiu-jitsu coaches, 280 pounds. So you don't want to get, you don't want to, you don't want to grapple me. And when you send me texts like that, it just makes me want to grapple you because I think you're lying. So no, you, you want to test the waters. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I think, uh, I also think that like a lot of people don't realize, especially when they're pure BJJ guys, um, how, how difficult it rest like BJJ moves are when you're getting punched in the face. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, that's, it's the different mentality. I've, I've posted online before, you know, a lot of the times when, your wrestling BJJ half guard is an advantageous position for you to be in because you have the majority of moves that can submit somebody. But when it comes to MMA, because I can punch you in the face, half guard's not as, as advantageous. And uh, if he is learning from a pure traditional Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy who only does Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournaments, then I'm happy. I'm actually proud because it's going to be a pretty easy fight. So where are you training for this, Mike? That's an obvious setup. That's an obvious setup. Uh, I actually have my own academy here in the state of Utah. Um, we just opened it uh, five weeks before COVID, so um, oh. it's kind of a bummer. But, uh, yeah, Olasky Martial Arts here in Pleasant Grove, Utah. Um, it's called the Ome Ranger Academy. This location is called the Ranger Academy because I'm the Power Ranger that helms it. Um, I have also a... A Los Angeles private academy in Burbank. That's the OMA Burbank Academy. And uh, I, I split my time between uh, those two places and uh, mostly here in the state of Utah. And that's, that's where you're going to find most of my training. Um, as far as like actual fight camp coaches, 
I'm probably going to re-enlist <clears throat> my last grappling coach, Mark Brewer, out of the University of Grappling, um, and my last striking coach, uh, Aldo Oriega, out of One Hit MMA in Layton, Utah. Um, we sit, we tend to be a pretty good dream team when it comes to um, when it comes to not only training but understanding what I need as a fighter. Um, a lot of people don't quite understand what goes into like something that fighters need versus ways that people train. It's all about fighting that, finding that right support group. So that's probably what we'll end up being. We'll be like a trifecta of schools coming in to, um, you know, make Blake cry uncle. <laughs> so why split time between Utah and, and California? Just I have, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I have a, uh, a martial arts school down there as well. So I would have to, I would, I go down to that school periodically anyways. Um, and I mean, why, why, why two in those areas and why Utah and California? What were, what was the draw of, of those two for, for you to oh, open schools question. in those areas? Um, I, uh, the OMA Academy in Burbank was the original one. Um, my dad and I opened that up years and years and years ago. Um, and then I, uh, you know, the story, I fell in love with a girl and she lived in Utah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, one of the great things about martial arts is that I can, I can do what I do anywhere. Um, I just, I just need a, a warehouse space and my talents speak for themselves and they can, and they can go wherever I need them to go. Um, so rather than her having to uproot her entire life and her, the career she worked so hard for, I was just like, you know what, like we can still have this academy here in, in, in Los Angeles. We'll just open up a new one in, in Utah. And that's what we did. Flew down to Utah, um, put a ring on it like a responsible adult and then uh and then opened up this gym here <laughs> good reasons fair enough so yeah those are the two reasons i've got a good fight family out in los angeles i got a great fight family here um so i'm i'm pulling out all the stops for this for this blake foster fight particularly um because as much as i like him i also dislike him so punching my friend in the mouth that help, helps out a lot it's very cathartic you like him, but you like to punch him in the face more. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've all had friends like that, right? Sean. <laughs> See, there he is. I got to point the proper direction. Yeah. That was... <laughs> now, now, I do have a question about, about the fight. Like, So, usually they have press conferences before fights. Would you, would you and Blake be willing to do like a press conference at like maybe a convention? Yeah. So, I mean, before, before the COVID thing hit, we had a... Uh... We had we were going to Pop Culture Con here in um, Provo, Utah, together where we were going to do a big press conference. Um, we were going to do some pressers in uh, Ranger Stop and Pop, possibly. Um, obviously, Power Morphicon. These are all. It's a great venue with a lot of people who are interested in the fight, so um, it's a great way to promote it. Um, and yeah, pressers pressers are a lot of fun, and it allows me to get in Blake's face and and uh you know make him sweat a little bit <laughs> go the whole conor mcgregor uh floyd money mayweather route that i mean that could happen i think honestly i think blake is uh i think that blake, blake is the bigger trash talker and fan of that um of that style of fighting than i am but uh as a well-read as a well-read well individual who is quite witty in his own right i can definitely hold up my own um if you've seen some of our stuff online by our social medias, uh, we, we could take, we could take, we could take each other to task. I'm interested to see that wherever, wherever, uh, th that takes place. Hopefully we'll be there to, uh, to see it. Well, Where I can... heard we got press credentials, right? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's a matter of, well, they're, not paying our air they're not paying our airfare. <laughs> I mean, they're not miracle workers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where could we see the fight uh, when when it does take place? Um, I think we're we're working out a way for the fight to be viewed pay per view live, mm -hmm. um, but uh, we're working. We don't have anything inked entirely because of the whole COVID thing yet. But it looks like uh, Tough Enough in Las Vegas is going to be putting up the fight in Las Vegas. Um, they work closely with the New Orleans cas Casino, so it might be at one of uh their venues um and uh i think they 
I think that Tapanoff has a contract with BM Sports um, to rebroadcast all of this stuff. So likely it'll be pay-per-view to see it live, or you can wait like three months to see it for free on BM Sports. Um, or you can fly down there and go to Vegas and, you know, watch me, watch me hit him in the snot locker until he gives up. Sean, let's do it. Let's go to Las Vegas. You know, Mike, you can you put in? Can you put a word in with the venue for in-house arena hosts? For in-house, I think they have their own arena hosts. Oh. But I could probably give them press passes. I'm on board. Uh, that, I'm on CC board. Sean, now now we gotta go. There's no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, work flies me everywhere, so I have plenty of uh, air, airline miles. Look at that. See, it, so. it's it's like it's everything's falling into place. Oh, we all yeah, need was a little bit extra time to figure everything out. Wouldn't it be really fun to use your miles to fly down to see a grown man cry <laughs> over having lost to Michael Alasky? Oh, that would be man. fantastic. I mean, it's pretty good, right? It's a pretty so, good time. Let me paint this picture here. Okay. Well, let me draw an analogy. So if you're making Blake cry, you would be like Doink the Clown making kids cry. Doink the Clown from... You're Oh yeah, you remember Doink the Clown when he ah, was feuding okay. with Crush? Crush was like, "You're making kids cry. Knock it off." I'm all right with that. Yeah, you can make you can make kids cry or Blake cry. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying he that will, Blake is he a kid. will cry too. It'll be funny. He'll try to hide it. He'll be like, "Oh, I was, it's I'm sweat. not crying. It, Shut up." I was just sweating. You got to get a close up on it. Nah, that, them them tears. Yeah, and yeah, that's when Mike says, that. "You don't sweat from the corner of your eye." <laughs> that's a good one. You don't sweat from the corner of your eye. Oh, your eyes gosh. don't sweat. Your forehead sweats. <laughs> I, think his, I think his he's got sweating down pat. I think I saw his forehead sweating nonstop at Ranger Stop. Yeah, I, he has. But isn't that like one of his hashtags or whatever? If you ain't dripping, you ain't working or something like that. So he's that could be taken in more than one way. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't know. He's, We've he's, all been uh, there, right, Christian? He's, I think he's, he has a fiance though. So yeah, he's a one woman man. Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't judge people, but I don't know. I don't know his personal life, but his forehead was sweating a lot under that big ass hat. What was that? A size 17? Could be. I don't, I don't know. know. My head is like a seven and three quarters. Hey, the bigger the head, the easier it is for me to punch it. That's all. Bigger the target. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> his head Remember? looks looks like the the big head from your TikTok videos. <laughs> Do you remember oh, the woolly willy? Do you remember the Wooly Willies from when we were kids? I think we're about the same age, Mike. Do you remember the Wooly Willie things from the when we were kids? Yeah, it's like, like that guy's face just—I don't know why my hands are up here. His head looks so bloated, like he had that big old bulbous nose too. Just and Wooly Willie, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Blake's a good-looking guy. I mean, as much as I love giving him crap, he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's a, he's a nice guy, and I love him to death. But I'm gonna beat him. That's all it really comes down to. Now, have you gotten any advice from your students on how to beat him? Um, as far as like my kids are concerned, uh, I typically don't. Uh, I typically don't bring that level of of martial arts into my kids' programs, mm -hmm. um, mainly because I think even though fighting is a huge part of martial arts, I don't think that it should be a huge part in creating a martial artist. Um, I think that. There's uh, a certain time in your life where you should be studying, and then there's a certain time where you should be fighting, and then there's a certain time where you should be teaching. And uh, my kids right now should be concerned with studying. Um, I'm in the process of leaving the, the being a warrior aspect and becoming a teacher aspect. And that's kind of what's fun about this Blake Foster fight is that, um, I mean, unless somebody backs up a trailer full of money and, and wants me to fight again, um, this this will probably be my retirement fight. So, that's a good way to go out, though. You're fighting one of your friends, a ranger actor. But if you could pick to choose to fight one other ranger actor, who would it be? Um, you know, that's a hard question. I mean, I, on TikTok, everybody uh, always tags that they want to see me fight JDF, and uh, I love I love Jason David Frank, but I'm not sure that he's he's uh, he's in the fight game anymore. Um, as far as other ranger actors, geez, I don't. I'm, first of all, I don't even think I know enough. Are there any others that claim to have some fight prowess, MMA prowess? 
the only Brendan ones Mejia. I can think of are JDF, Austin St. John, and Blake Foster, and then you. Uh, those are the only four I can yeah. think of. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I necessarily care to fight uh, fight JDF. I don't think that's his jam anymore. Um, Austin, I know is a, is a very talented martial artist, but I've I've never even seen him fight have an MMA fight or anything like that. I, um, Blake, I know has done like point karate fighting. It's just pretty much Blake, honestly. I mean, if JDF wanted to come in the ring and challenge me for a rematch, I'm not going to say no. But I don't think that they, that that's his jam anymore. Yeah, I think his last real big thing was trying to fight CM Punk, and then that didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, and, and let's be real, CM Punk is a pretty gimme fight anyway, so. I Christian, my, you could beat him. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, don't no. say that, he might see this. No, I, I mean, I don't know. What was your opinion on the JDF versus CM Punk situation? Because I feel like it could have drawn a big crowd, but. I well, know. I mean, I think everybody wants to fight CM Punk because CM Punk is uh, was is such a huge celebrity in that realm, right? Like, I'd have fought CM Punk. Um, I honestly thought that they should have done an all-amateur division of the Ultimate Fighter, and then the winner of the Ultimate Fighter amateur fought CM Punk because CM Punk was an amateur. He'd never had a pro fight before. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to put him in a cage against a pro fighter and that's what I thought that they should have done. But, you know, you can you, you make careers off of people who are willing, um, who, who think that they can fight. And that's, I mean, that's what we're doing with Blake Foster, right? He thinks he can beat me. <laughs> Shots he fired. He's thinking too hard. So so you heard it here first. After Blake Foster, Michael Lassie's going to retire, come out of retirement, and then take on CM Punk. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll, I'll beat CM Punk tomorrow. Just tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. I mean, on you know, not even uh, with with no training, right? You'll just step in. Oh, of course, ah, oh, dude, I said it. I said it at uh, at uh, Ranger Stop that their after dark panel. I'd fight Blake Foster for an animal cracker tomorrow. I don't care. <laughs> there was a lot Please. of weird things said at that panel. Yeah, <laughs> let's make it happen. That's how we roll. I, I, I got a couple of animal crackers here. Do you like no the frosted ones or the regular boring ones? Oh, I want those circus animal ones. Yeah, the ones ones with like the frosting and like little things. Yeah, pink frosting, obviously. Yeah, the, the give me a little bit of credit, dude. Give me a little bit of credit. I was giving you a lot of credit. <laughs> were you saying, homeboy? <laughs> hmm. You were saying something, and I stepped um, all over it. Yeah, you you tend to do that a lot. Mm hmm. But um, what I'm here for. So, God, what was I saying? I can't even remember what I was saying. Thanks, Sean. Hey, that's what I'm here for. I understand. Throw you off that. your game. Yeah. Thanks. But, um, God, I can't, Sean talk. I can't remember what I was trying to say. So we do. So, um, geez, way to put me on the spot. Uh, Mike, what, uh, while we're trying to think of what we're saying, can you, do you want to plug your social media handles, your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok? And, Look at that. Uh, Tumblr. So with the TikTok, my man. Uh, yeah, it's pretty Big Bang Mike um, explicitly through all mediums. Uh, Instagram and tick, uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, have an underscore after Big Bang Mike. Um, TikTok is just Big Bang Mike. Um, you can find some of some fun content of me punching people, getting punched, and teaching people on YouTube. Uh, just search Michael Askey. I think I have an official um official channel there um my the website for my school in pleasant grove utah is rangeracademyutah.com you can find out more about my kids programs we just started a new adult adult kickboxing program too um we started that two weeks before covid though so there's nobody in that class right now as you can imagine um and uh we did tiktok what else did we do facebook.com you can find me on facebook don't search me personally i won't accept you uh search search my fan page um because that's that's where the following is and that's where you're actually going to find stuff that you're interested in most people that follow me personally just get mad about the stuff i say on the internet anyway so <laughs> see but i'm friends <laughs> with you on facebook and i love the shit you say because it, it, it's like a lot of it's like oh shit that's true but some of it's funny and then you see the comments and you're like damn people are mad yeah, they get, they get pretty mad. They get pretty mad. Um, so yeah, as of right now, I've kind of closed down um, the ability to follow me personally on Facebook just because of 
some of how, how angry people get um, for me just ex expressing things from jokes to philosophy to uh, personal political opinions. Um, but yeah, you don't get that luxury anymore. If you, if you guys are going to abuse it that way, then I'm just not going to accept anybody. <laughs> That's fair. I, did, look, I don't look what y'all did. Yeah, look, look what y'all did. I don't. I don't understand the uh -huh. hate because I, I read. I read your post and I'm like, okay. And then I look at the comments. I'm like, why? 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 <laughs> like, why? The comments are some of the best, the best things to see on, you know, on social media. Just yeah, outrage. It's, it's not even what the what the people say. It's it's the reaction to what people say is is what gets pretty crazy. I uh, so I'll, I'll 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 endear you with a fun story here. It's short. At least I'll try to keep it short. So at work, we were having one of those HR meetings where it's everyone has to attend, you know, if, you know, the whole, if you offend somebody, they can go to HR, blah, blah, you know, that whole thing. So I asked a question that I already, that I, I wanted everyone on the call to hear because I might be one of those inflammatory people at work. Okay. Per, perhaps I work from home too. So it's, I got some skills in this game. Jesus. Uh, I asked the question, um, if, I hear person A talking to person B and I'm offended for person and I'm person C and I'm offended for person D who's not even in the conversation. Can I go to HR and say, I'm offended because of this and I'm not even in that group, but I'm offended for the person who wasn't even nearby. They're like, no, you can't be offended for that. Shut up. I'm like, yes, thank you. I'm going to hold you to that because this call was recorded. So I love outrage. In your back pocket. Yo, big time. Like my, <laughs> Like I've worked there long enough that my personnel file is about. Well, there you go. <laughs> about that big, you know, Jesus. about two file folders of that. So it's, yeah. So inflammatory I, and I are best friends. I can't with you, Sean. But one question I do what? have for you, Mike, is um, segueing from Tangent Town. Shut up. Um, how how are you staying connected with your students? Like I know you you said you were like trying to like post stuff on your website and like doing video and stuff, but like is it hard to stay connected with them during this time? And to tag onto that, are you doing anything virtually like yoga classes or exercise or anything that people can join a video and, and work along with you or, or whatever? Yeah. I mean, there's a good question. Um, I do have like right now I'm kind of, I, I joked about earlier, I was um, producing my own Mr. Rogers style martial arts class mm -hmm. twice a week for my kids to be able to jump in on. Um, one of the things about the way I teach in particular is a, uh, it's a curriculum based, uh, martial arts program. So a lot of times if you don't have access to the curriculum that I've given my kids, the virtual classes aren't going to make sense. So unlike other schools who are doing like live streams, um, and, and, uh, and you know, to where those are temporary and they're not putting them on because they don't want anybody else to get it. I get the luxury of producing an actual television show and I get, you could just keep it up there on the internet and, and no, and people who aren't a part of the class or the program or have the curriculum, a lot of times they're not really going to understand it. Um, so the answer to your question is, is sort of yes and no. Um, if you go onto my YouTube page, if you go onto Ranger Academy's uh, Ranger Academy, Utah's Facebook page, um, you'll see all the virtual lessons. And if you had access to the curriculum, you would, you would be able to train along with me. But unfortunately, because you don't know the combinations and the things that I'm referring to directly and you don't have the in-person one-on-one, they're not really going to make sense for a lot of people. Um, eventually, I'm going to be starting a university that allows people to have access to my curriculum and test under me virtually if that, that's what they want. Um, but, uh, that's probably not going to be coming out until at least the summer. Okay. So people can look for it here soon. Cause the summer's not that far off. What, like a month or two? No. Yeah. So you'd be able to just go to my website, coltranger.com. That's where, um, that's where you get like autographed prints. Um, but eventually you'll be able to purchase, uh, an actual like white belt curriculum. And with the purchase of that white belt curriculum will be uh, the price of the virtual test as well. So you'll be able to test with me virtually. Um, you can load it up onto YouTube uh, and I'll basically send you out a belt and a certificate if you pass. And if you don't pass, then we'll work on trying to figure out what exactly you need to work on to pass the next time. Any concept? 
Yeah, that's really interesting. That's pretty cool. I think that's going to be great for some of your students or some people that just want to test with you and learn from you. Yeah, I mean, uh, my martial arts pedigree, uh, you know, I, I joke about this when I'm razzing like Blake Foster and stuff and I'll like pop my collar and wipe off my shoulder and all that stuff. But um, my martial arts pedigree, I'm by far the most um, accomplished martial artist in, of, all, of anybody who's ever played a Power Ranger. Um, you know, JDF is a, is a super talented guy, but, you know, I have 17 different um, credentials to teach 17 different styles of martial arts. Um, this is what I've been doing all of my life. Um, so I, I think a lot of fans really gravitate towards my love of martial arts, and they've been really asking me for a long time to uh, develop something so that they can train along with me because they, they sort of recognize that. That's really cool, actually. Um, just just a few more questions while we're wrapping up. I want to know, like, what's the most rewarding thing about teaching, and what's the hardest thing about teaching? Um, I think the hardest thing about teaching is uh, is very similar to I would imagine because I don't have kids myself, but very similar to um, what I would imagine a parent feels like. It's it's sort of it's sort of like walking watching somebody else walk around with your heart inside them. Um, when teaching kids, you're, you're giving them uh, a large portion of yourself and uh, you've dedicated so long to this aspect of your life and, uh, and you're watching that walk around in somebody else. And you, you just want them to, to not only do themselves justice in progressing the art, but you also want, the, you want them to do the art justice and, and progressing um, the art. So it's, it's like sort of like a tentative thing of handing somebody a platter with your heart on it and being like, hey, keep this safe for me. Um, so I'd say that's, that's the hardest part. The most rewarding part of, of teaching martial arts is um, just bringing uh, bringing the whole process of being a martial artist full circle. Um, I think a lot of casual people see a martial artist, and they're like, that guy's a fighter. When there are several steps to becoming that level of martial artists, and then not everybody can be a fighter forever. Um, and you have to, you have to be a teacher eventually if you're, if you're going to be a martial artist for your entire life. Um, and I think that's the most rewarding part is I'm starting to get into that point where, um, where I'm only going to be a teacher. And being able to start kids off on that same path that I started at at six years old, 30 years ago, and knowing or seeing the potential that they can be doing something similar to what I'm doing now in 30 years is, is quite an enlightening and humbling yet enriching experience. Well... That's awesome, dude. I'm, I'm, I, I know your students is, is in good hands, and they're, they're, they're learning a lot from you, and I'm really looking forward to the fight between you and Blake Foster. Sean, you got anything else? No, I think we covered everything, and, you know, it's, it's nice to talk to Mike again after meeting him at Ranger Stop, where he was uh, quite entertaining and quite enjoyable to talk to. Just randomly, there he is. It just starts talking your ear off. So, <laughs> Or you start talking his off, and he's just like, yeah, well, yeah, okay, okay. Get he started it. Oh, he started. Okay. I'm, I'm definitely that type of person. Um, me too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not standoffish at all. If you come to me and you have a conversation, I'm going to talk back at you. <laughs> yeah, it, I can speak from experience. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Um, I can't make, wait to see you at a convention again. And like I said, that Blake Foster fight, that's going to be amazing. Can't um, wait to go to a convention soon. Jeez. I yeah, know, right? Dude. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good time. Yeah, guys, if you follow me on social media, you'll get you'll get a lot of updates of where I'm going and why I'm going there. So, um, you know, if you're excited about this conversation, excited about meeting me in person, um, feel free to follow me on social media. But you know what? Um, I'm not so humble. I'm not so filled with hubris that I'm not going to say that I'm I'm definitely not the most popular Power Ranger series or season. So, if you guys want to see me at a place. Um, don't hesitate to contact a Comic-Con and say, hey, we want to see Michael Lasky. He's awesome. He does cool stuff on the internet. And Sean hates his TikTok, but everybody else loves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean needs to get on TikTok. Like, I hated TikTok <laughs> before I downloaded it, and now I can't stop watching it. Hey, sort of Christian, the same thing happened to me. Christian, should we lobby for Mike to come to uh, Fayetteville? Because I don't know if you know this, Mike, but we're big deals there. 
And nope. um, we, uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter asked us if we were Power Rangers. <laughs> because our table was right next to him and, and Arn Anderson. And um, this go around, if schedules still work out, we'll be sitting next to Jake Roberts. So, in effect, we can introduce you to Jake Roberts. The snake? Yes, sir. The very there one. You I'm down. Uh, yeah, just uh, absolutely. I mean, call them up, let them know what's going to happen. They'll, they can get in contact with me. Uh, pretty easy to talk to. Have him yeah, and obviously. Blake Foster come out. Ooh. <laughs> yes. We'll have to put them on opposite ends of the tables. Yeah. We can swing at each other. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Christian can stand in between you two. You can or be the mean. You could be the uh, Christian, Christian, uh, Christian uh, Oakland over there. The buffer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Put a bald cap on you. <laughs> mustache. Anyway, um, so, uh, but yeah, so, and and keep in mind to uh, go see Mike wherever he's at uh, next. And real quick, Christian, uh, where will we be at next Saturday? Oh. I was really confused there for a sec. We'll be at, uh, well, we won't be anywhere. We'll be at our homes, but we'll be participating in a online Comic-Con called CyberCon. Uh, we have like three, no, we have three live streams on Saturday, Beast Morphers reviews. Then we have a, <laughs> what? I'm so busy Saturday. Yes. And then we have a panel with Colin and William Shufelt from the Rise of the Ninja and Ninja Steel. And then there's a Power Rangers in Space to Reunion panel that's taking place that same day. Which yeah, I'll be the bl- moderator, I guess. Jeez, that thing ballooned from three to six in four days. Three three people to six people in four days. I don't understand how that happened, but I'm not going to complain. Yeah. But More on that later. Yep. Thank you so, again, Mike. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. All his uh, social media links are down in the description below. Sean, you want you want to take us out with your famous catchphrase? Time to power down. <laughs>